selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Celebrity Book Club. That knocking at the door It's all your friends, you filthy whore Your husband's gone And we've got books And a bottle of wine to kill It's Hollywood It's books It's gossip I'm shook It's memoirs It's martinis It's Studio 54 It's Fellini. Celebrity Book Club Come read it while it's hot Celebrity Book Club Tell your secrets, we won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, hey best, best friend. friend. How the hell are you, bitch? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, Kathy. How are you doing on this <laughs> fine Indianapolis morning? The sun's coming up. The heat's also already there. It's another gorgeous day in one of the most beautiful cities in the country. You know, I have to say, traffic this morning was... It, was, it wasn't quite hellish, but it was maybe heckish, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Amen, sister. It was heckish. Well, are you ready for this? I woke up this morning with my second parking ticket. No. Not for parking, but for an expired inspection sticker. Oh, my goodness. You know, Holly to God, gosh, gee. <laughs> um, sorry to take the Lord's name in vain, but come on, you know. Wait, are you joshing me right now? Or no, I, I'm totally serious. <laughs> are you are you fucking Jill in my ass I, I, right now? No, Billy Joe. I am yeah, a few weeks ago I got or no, even last week, I got a ticket that said your inspection sticker is expired. It expired in July. And I was like, okay, when we went away this week and I put the sticker to notify the cops, like, I get it. I need to do it or whatever, which I realize now was like a flag for them to look at. Yeah, that's being like, come look at my not (laughs) updated sticker. It's a sticker that says my sticker isn't updated. (laughs) And obviously they're seeing the orange and it's all crumpled and they're like, okay, sad, sketchy, expired girl. (laughs) Needless to say, I got inspected today. I passed. Huge for me and my family. Now, as someone of not vehicular onion experience... Please. What is an inspection? I'm imagining this like big gruff lesbian comes in and kicks her tires and like looks in the tailpipe and she's just like, it's humming like a beast. <laughs> I wish it was like this guy who was just kind of a normal mechanic guy. He was like, look, maybe if like it had expired in the beginning of this month, you'd be good. But like, actually, like you do owe the municipal Kings County that money and like you are in the wrong. So he didn't like take it for a spin. No, I think they just like plug in something and make sure it passes all the codes. That's so random. So fake. It's me. so fake. <laughs> it's a That's... fucking racket. Like everything else that this goddamn government does. Uh, he's to like thirty seven ninety nine with you pass or fail saying threateningly, and I was like, bitch, I will pass, and you. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you got to move to New Orleans because, as we recently heard. 
it's complete anarchy down there and no one has an inspection or they're selling fake inspection stickers like on the street. <laughs> right, on the street like a fake ID, which is so fab. And everyone's like driving without a license plate. Badass. But here we are in little, you know, misbehaved yeah, mis- New York misbehaved City. Bloomberg's America. The <laughs> liberal nanny state. Hard at work. God forbid I, I'm allowed to drive my own goddamn car with a long arm of government getting up my goddamn ass. Speaking of well behaved, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of the nanny uh, state, <laughs> nanny, uh, literally like carceral nanny state, like <laughs> the absolute queen of nagging. Um, uh, so we read a book, and when I say we read, I meant we fucking we read, read it. Read. Sometimes we say, "Oh, read in quotes." No, no, no. No. Front to mother freaking back. Is it a memoir? No, but let me tell you something. We don't just read memoirs on no, this. No, 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 On this goddamn podcast, we read other books by celebrities. By, so that's our rule. It just has to be by the celebrity. It's that's called why Celebrity you find Book us Club. reading okay. manifestos. It's not called Celebrity Autobiography Club. No, no, no. We read a book by an actress, a pretty, I would say one of the famous actresses. One of the, what you think actresses? She's one of them. Okay. Movie star quality. Someone who's had a huge impact on the culture, certainly on my life. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Natalie Natalie Portman Portman. and And her her book, book, Fables. Fables. (laughs) Just Fables. So it is a children's book. And the title is Natalie Portman's Fables. So... That title would make you think these are her fables, like she Wait. wrote her own fables. Well, what she did was she adapted some classics, and she, and oh lord, did she adapt them because they're quite <laughs> different. Yeah, so, they're really <laughs> different. So we've got the tortoise and the hare, which is I, I consider maybe one of the most classics. <laughs> we've got the three little pigs, even more classic. Give it up woo, woo, woo. for the th- three little pigs, Chinny Chin Chin. Country Mouse and City Mouse, which is, you know, a real cultural, more culturally relevant than ever, I would say, in a post-Trump America, where we talk so oh. much about coastal elitism versus, you know, the white working class of the middle of the country and sort of these or forgotten... the southern states. The southern states the... or, you know, Appalachia and the drug epidemic there. And so one thing... Um, that I want to discuss about Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, and if you don't know Natalie Important, check out some of her amazing movies. Black Swan, Closer. For Those are my she, faves. For which she won the Oscar. Um, so yeah, I was thinking about this. So she, my introduction to her was The Professional, um, which was also her very first movie. It's a very good movie. And I would say, I think that her in that movie is maybe, almost definitely, more influential on women's style than any other figure of the 90s. Oh, my God. Now, will you describe? I'm pulling it up now because I I have seen it, but it's been a while. She wears a choker. She wears a bomber jacket. She's got like the little Lolita dress. She's got the combat boots. Um, Sometimes she's wearing like a little crocheted beanie. Oh, my God. I mean, And then this... she's got the circular glasses. Like, and Also that it's, it's not only it's the choker, it's like the the t-shirt or the dress it's like that total kind of striped skater girl it's like skater saint mark's like naughty dime square like bad little like lolita core and like like, is dasha here i know and then with the puffer like with the like you know with the bomber jacket like she was already inventing like I mean, like, St. Mark's Indie Girls were, like, doing bombers, like, obviously in 2008 and, like, 2005. But, like, I think it all comes back to Natalie because she's such a waif. And she's got – she's also, like, she has the Maryland mole. Like, she's just, like, pulling in all these references from the past and then, like, making it so utterly contemporary. Yeah, circular – okay, she's also wearing – a tank top, which I don't know if you've seen, like in the past two days, there or maybe it was yesterday, there was a huge article in the New York Times style about tank tops. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this article with King Princess being just like, tank tops are so affirming to my gender because they're tank tops. And I can wear a tank top because like tank top. And like when I wear a sports bra and a tank top, like I am me. And it's kind of like, oh. Wow. 
the okay. lack of brain cells. I mean, yeah. she does believe that. And I, I mean, I will <laughs> say, I do think there are a lot of people whose gender is tank top at the moment. And just like... And their only gender is tank top. Yeah. Whether, whether you're being kind of like gay guy doing Tom of Finland 80s act up gay, or if you're like AFAB, non-bine, lesbian, just like tank top <laughs> and, it's like, and it's and it's tank top and, and it's, it's tank top and they're like get this we're, we're taking something that's actually sold at most stores that you can get for <laughs> under ten dollars and wearing it we're wearing it and that's actually what's really interesting about the tank top discourse like and you, you people talk about like fifth element and like how iconic the sign of that movie is and the jean paul gaultier and like you know how that's like so uh, well that's not as that's it, i mean now. yes it's fab but it's not but it's not accessible. as prolific you know it's not as ex- exactly it's not as accessible you know you have to hunt for those kinds of pieces and just like the uniform that you can build off of nelly portman's look in the professional i think it's just like it's it's one-stop shopping it's huge and I think, you know, when watching that movie, also, of course, like, I didn't even know that I wanted to be her, but I wanted to be her. Because what Natalie Portman has, and I think this is why she is a movie star. Like, she's not just some actress these days that they're pumping off of an assembly line. Like, she is a movie star is because she is, she's got the Audrey Hepburn thing, right? She's very delicate. She's very wafer, very thin. And then she has this incredible intellectual depth and this heft, even in her, I mean, in her eyes, in that 12-year-old, this performance is a 12-year-old. Well, I would say not only, it's funny that you're like, she's in, she's a movie star, not just an actress, but she's also, if I may, a movie star who is an actress. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sorry, they're not making movies like Closer anymore. No. You know. No. Well, movies today are horrible because everyone has no attention span and they're all just And we're music. all watching TV and and that's I'm, another thing pace. M- movies pace. movies today are basically music videos. I've made this point before, but like no scene is longer than 45 seconds and it's and, like there are no track. conversations <laughs> in movies anymore. And there's no there's no wide shots. It's all just like close-ups and just like I just re- I, it's a goddamn TikTok. It, it, it is. I mean, TikTok's about it, but I mean, there's a thing where it's like, you do, it's like you're like, you guys never had a conversation. Like, what did I watch recently where I was like, this, they're not, no one is talking more than three lines to each other. So, yeah. like, how can I, like, fall into this dynamic? How can I understand the character? And then I would say, like, Ben Black Swan had the other, that, like, I feel like actually defined more kind of that, like, early 2000s, like, girl, feather, dress, but I'm, like, doing coke, but I'm a ballerina, but, like, it's a dark. Yeah, it's a, I mean, that role is, like, darker. The character in Professional is less complicated because she just, like, her family gets murdered and then she kind of, like, gets taken in by this hitman and she, like, wants to be cool and she literally is 12. Um, and so she just has this like very uh, uncomplicated innocence to her, whereas Black Swan, like you know, she's more like this twisted girl, fucking this twisted show. who's like very ambitious. Anyway, I want to talk about these fables. I really because want to talk about these fables our our story is kind of a fable, right? The CBC yes. story is a fable. Two little pigs met, <laughs> and these two little pigs, and one said, "Do you want to go to the movies in the city?" And the other said. <laughs> And, and the said, I want to order Chinese food. And then there were these big bad wolves saying, Oh, you guys are losers. You like movies? You like movies? But then those wolves gave us a podcast deal and they were just like, We'll give you t- dozens of dollars if you want to make a podcast. And we were like, Oh, shit. We've never and we seen that kind built of money in our lives. Our house out of disposable straws that we got at different Dumbo establishments. <laughs> Sweet green, etc. Okay, yeah. so anyway, so let's start got... with let's just start with number one. I um, love that idea going chronologically through the book. So it's tortoise in the hair. You guys all know this story. So So it's a fast hair, it's a slow tortoise, the tortoise wins. It's about being patient. Okay? So here's here's Natalie's huge twist that she throws into the story. Not to give everything away. The tortoise is a woman. The tortoise is a woman. And (laughs) we read before this a PDF written by Natalie Portman herself that wasn't included in the book, which was weird. That was like all about how all these people sent her like 
very probably Elizabeth Warren style books, children's books. When her daughter was born and she was like, there's all these feminist like baby books now that are so just like teach your fetus about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> but like, but like and boys, just like, children's e- books are still like fun and about like going on adventures. Right. And like rascals and lions and just like climbing hills. But all the girls are just like about like, yes, this three year old is in st- this three year old like kitty cat is in STEM and like goes to like meow IT and like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie said, sorry, why am I reading all these, you know, just fun animal books, but I have to read, you know, give my two year old daughter this full PhD course in feminism. Why can't she just have fun too? Right. Exactly. Mm. She was like, there'll be plenty of time for her to sit on the board meetings at Time's Up when she's 13 (laughs) and accompany me to my many, many UN meetings, etc. Because she is like so Angelina Jolie and such a goodwill ambassador for hunger and microfinancing. Um, (laughs) So she's like, what if I did children's fables where they were just the regular fables except the main characters? were women and the heroes were girls so girls have something to look up to but it's more like subtle and it's not being so women can like become astronauts and it's not like other pigs and like you know antelopes in the books being like what this turtle's a girl yeah exactly there's yeah there's none of this just like nay overt (laughs) feminist messaging in here it is a little ridiculous but i'm kind of obsessed so the the hair is a man (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, so the, the hair's ha- man i guess the twist for me as i because i i knew the twist was that she was a woman but i kind of already forgot about that um because i'm just so post-gender the twist for me was that the way that the hair gets distracted is that he goes to like a dance festival yeah i kind <laughs> of took that as just like the hair is having fun like the hair is living his life and it's just like oh okay also first of all when the hair starts and he like the hair is ba- like um oh, le- oh he just, gives I us all this I... gas so uh doe started the race with her banner all pink um and hair left poor tortoise and bunny cloud stink what does bunny stink smell like i'll oh. give you a clue it smells like when carrots come out in a poo i shot my book clothes no i mean know, that's we, gross we, we are very anti the p word on this podcast it's for children um, I, she should just say shit honestly <laughs> it's like oh well if you're being so subtle and progressive by just subtly having a turtle be a girl then just say yeah like the hair's hair. shit what about like hairs can take dumps too not I just like that not that's just the, that's little... the sequel. Hairs can take dumps, too. <laughs> dumps. Okay, but then the illustration is the hair is basically jetting off, leaving <laughs> this steam as if the hair is like a gas-guzzling SUV. And this is why she is so Elizabeth Warren, because she's just being like, the hair is a man driving a Dodge Ram, whereas the tortoise is this kindly professor who is doing the work. I got the hair that not only is he this like SUV, I got that he was very Burning Man. It's not like he was a yeah. gay hair going to honcho. Like he's no. much more like Dave in goggles packing up like his SUV that he thinks is eco, but it's still he, an SUV he, yeah, with he boas. Because he's steampunk wearing, he's wearing these goggles and everything. So he goes to this party that uh, this party looks lit. It's at a gazebo. There's an <laughs> elephant playing a conga. There's a swan playing an upright bass. There's two penguins dancing outside. Like the whole fucking kingdom is here. Like, going but off. also was so accurate about this whole like fable and like new modern straight world is that like it started out at like an outdoor winery they're like (laughs) and it's just like that's marathon is like connected to alcohol and just so this like really like all marathons are always like followed by ipas or followed by like you know like women's creek vineyards and everyone is getting like a soft tank top and a water bottle that like has the vineyard and it's like such a kamala i heard the weirdest like saddest longest ad for myrtle beach like today on a different podcast on the slate political gab fest and i'm sure like (laughs) we're gonna be reading an ad for it next week and it was like 
this three minute ad of this woman just being like, I love Myrtle Beach for intergenerational vacations because some people can go to an amazing vineyard. And we took a walk around the vineyard (laughs) and met the owner's dog while our other family members were enjoying the beach at their own pace. (laughs) And it was like already like shaming me for like not providing multiple activities for my cross-generational family. Own pace beach. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I have always wanted to go to Myrtle Beach. I actually do think we would love it as an intergenerational friend group of (laughs) me being six months older than you. Also like South Carolina wine? Well, the climate is really changing. Wine. But doesn't the climate mean that you can like have it farther north but not further south i'm like that seems so but i guess it's like california or whatever well hello like texas is so like strawberry wine yeah it is and i don't, i mean again I don't not to be a northern coastal leak because i get that myrtle beach is on the coast i'm guessing that like myrtle <laughs> beach wine isn't that good and feel free to prove me wrong but who knows? I mean, like, maybe Myrtle, just one more thought, is that maybe Myrtle Beach wine is a little more, like, Chilean? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Winos, right in. So, okay, wait, back but all to the, the story. How, how many little moralizing moments there are in all the illustrations? So, like, at the beginning, the turtle, Ms. Professor Turtle is stretching and like all the birds from like the county are coming and like hanging out with her and she has a reusable water bottle she has a reusable glass water bottle with like a rubber stopper and then the hair the like bernie man hair is just like flexing so it's like even in the like realm of physical fitness he's flexing while she's stretching because stretching is actually more like slow go your own pace myrtle beach (laughs) and they always say like actually to this is such a like Kathleen gifford fact that it's like (laughs) all you need to do to prevent dementia is stretch for 20 minutes a day and it's not about exercise just about stretching i believe it so then okay i also like in my memory of this tale like the hair does a lot of other like gets distracted a bunch of other times and like and it's like I think a little more like braggadocious, and this, like it's like yeah, exactly. This is like the hair goes to one party, and then it just cuts to the end, and it's just like tortoise took her sweet time, but enjoyed every step. When she passed the finish line, the townsimals wept, and they wept, and it's like I need a little bit more struggle there, you know? Yeah. It's like I don't just need that this Burning Man guy got distracted and like went to this festival it's like he should have at least i'm not sure why she didn't have him like taunt the turtle more because then the townspeople are clapping and it's kind of like okay well they didn't establish that he was this hated figure within the town and then it's like at the end it's like she so she speaks she gives this like victory speech she goes honey moves slowly and it is the sweetest a life lived attentively is the completest I'm like, okay, you're attentive life. It's actually like, (laughs) I'm like, so the moral of the story is anti ADD for one. It's anti ADD. B, it's anti literally fun. Like he goes to this extremely, I'll say it, diverse party and has fun. (laughs) And she's like, actually, what's important is winning at all costs and living a life of boring drudgery, just like slowly walking and getting the medal. Not only was I diagnosed with attention deficit disorder at age eight, but many of the authors that we've read have also been diagnosed. Christine Quinn. So I am standing up for some yes. of those authors yes. who, you know, and it's like, also, that's a stereotype. Boys have ADD. And that's yes. actually bad because then people don't diagnose women with ADD. And then at age 30... They're yeah. like, why am I doing this? So we're perpetuating the boys with ADD stereotype. Well, and see, this is where she thinks that she's kind of creating this anti-Elizabeth Warren children's book, children's book. But in reality, I think she is just perpetuating a lot of those same ideas about just like being a girl is about like getting an A in class and doing really well. And now like, and paying so- attention and not having fun. And she literally went to Harvard, like between like oh, Star Wars right. movies, she went to Harvard. And she got her full degree in psychology and was just being Well, and do like, you remember that was such a I'm thing? Like, we were always like trying to be on the lookout for Natalie Portman, but like we never, never saw her because saw she her. wasn't even hanging out and going to the garage. <laughs> because she was paying attention too damn much. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, bitch, calm down. And yet <laughs> she is an amazing artist and her movies are all like really good. And we love her and we stand Natalie. I mean, she tore in Star Wars and and episode one. Queen Which I've Amidala. never seen. I've famously never seen any Star Wars film. And one day... <laughs> I think you would think the Jar Jar Binks character is funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. I feel like I'm always surprised because I do like little fat little creatures and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you like funny little. There's a lot of little creatures. Celebrity book club. This episode is sponsored by Zocdoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. Moving on to Fable 2, this one, I mean, talk about actually the Warrenism (laughs) into it's insane. It's anti-sugar. It's anti-MSG. It's anti-takeout. It's anti-Grubhub. I mean, what I liked about it is that it was randomly fatphobic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And she wasn't just being like, actually, like, pigs of all sizes are beautiful. Like, she's actually being like, no, two of these pigs are fucking cows. And they're just, like, drinking soda and ordering Chinese food. So it's like these contemporary pigs. They all like the mom like is like, okay, you're like grown-ups now, you have to leave the house. Build your own sty. So they all go to build their own size, and the first pig just like <laughs> builds this messy sty <laughs> out of chopsticks from Chinese takeout and is on the couch e- eating. I was I, I these illustrations are really got these got me giggling because of the, he's like nude. It's like and order noodles again and order noodles again. Like did not. Also, I love it's like did not diversify even within the Chinese food genre. You, no, I know. Kind of calling no, him out for not even ordering like like beef a beef and broccoli. And broccoli. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my head. Oh, so the wolf does his classic thing. Oh, and then, <laughs> yeah. the, then no, but then there's a squatter. No, but here's the thing about the wolf. Okay, oh, so right, first, it has a skunk. There's a skunk squatter. squatter, and the skunk is just kind of moved in, and it's very um my pillow guy just being like. And then Toad was living on the couch while we were smoking crack, and it's like this skunk and this pig just eating Chinese food together. Then the wolf comes. The wolf does not try to eat the pig. No. Well, because I think this is also so like Natalie and fucking our new PG life is that like in these, it's really not about the wolf eating the pigs. It's just about blowing the house down boots. Okay. So the wolf comes, but wolf was not there to be scary or mean. She just came to say, even pigs should keep clean. Then before Norm could even begin, Wolf huffed and she puffed and she blew his house in. So the wolf is literally just a nag. And she's just being like, you're literally being so disgusting and dorm with all of your Chinese food containers everywhere. I'm blowing your house down. Like, you should actually, like, like make your nasty. bed. And just, like, read Jordan Peterson's 12 Steps for Life and, like, actually, like, clean your room. <laughs> right. It's kind of like Wolf is prototype, like, landlord or dorm parent. 
RA. In this way, RA. Or sorry, did did your like alternative <laughs> art school call your RA a dorm parent? No, they had dorm parents in my high school over the borders. But oh I had God. RAs in college and all the RAs were Christian. They were all in this group called not salsa. Maybe it was salsa. It was like another weird oh, acronym. Like thing that's like students against ad- liquor and sex Stu- and no students absence. advocating life without substances. Wow. Also, notice that the wolf is a woman wearing like this like funky scarf. Also, notice that the Chinese food pig is a man, and then the next pig is a girl who's addicted to sugar, which I think is very accurate. <laughs> not to <laughs> not to gender, but I feel like it is I mean, more guy to be like. I mean, this man. is clearly for an American audience. You know, she loves soda. And so she loves sodas and all types of sugars. She'd sip it, she'd pick, and then flick all her boogers. So she's nasty. She's sitting on... <laughs> no, okay, she's like this, this nasty-ass photo... lesbian, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's giving kind of like Mama June. She's probably bi. I feel like okay. she's like big girl bi. She is big girl bi. She looks like Mama June. She's on a beanbag chair that's like ripped open and the beans are like spilling out. <laughs> and the skunk, by the way, is also like still there. And there's like so many like big candy cane straws dear melinda you must learn to labor a house built of straws why your thinking is hazy to have strong foundations you cannot be lazy oh so yeah that's the 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 chimp that comes over it also very i feel like anti-weed i mean obviously i do feel like melinda is so like yo can we pack a bowl yeah in the like eight, <laughs> the eight-year-old version of this because this is for like four-year-olds like the eight-year-old version definitely melinda is talking <laughs> absolutely talking so the monkey is like clean up and then then the wolf. wolf comes through and then and then it doesn't really explain why wolf just blows her house down again i think wolf is just like i know you piggies like I'm just going to do this. So then let's cut to the third piggy. So you'll notice they actually did like, um, uh, what's the word? Foreshadow this a little bit. In the beginning, the third piggy was the one who was leaving with a guitar on his back. Oh, wait. Those drawings were insane. Let's go through what they're all leaving. So um, Chinese food is has like speakers and a hat and like cat eyes. Or is that sugar? That's sugar. Obviously. Oh, which by, okay. So again, yeah, by by like she's so bisexual she's TikTok, like so huge bi. crap eyewears, but like flat brim. And it's so and speaker. she has a lamp, like like <laughs> like just tied onto her backpack. Like that's so messy by to be like, I'm carrying around this like target lamp with me. It's like just let the let's leave the lamp. But then like vintage knapsack, and then Chinese food is just being so Charmin bear. And like just toilet paper, and it's just so like brother who shit. So on. nasty, like ready to shit. And then the other one has like a pom pom like golf hat, beret, and, like, some beret, may say, a guitar, um, and is, and like, like a vintage suitcase. And is already kind of like ten paces ahead of them, and is like ready to. So it's kind of like hot, thin straight girl sister. She's a cool straight girl with like a hot boyfriend, and they live upstate. So she builds her own house. She is like full annoying Hudson girl who just like builds her own house. Um... Georgia used clay to frame windows and doors, and stone for the walls, and bamboo for the floors. So she has this just like. Why also? I know bamboo flooring is like more eco, but. Um, when you mop bamboo flooring, like it's it looks so dirty two seconds after because like imprints are all over the floor and it looks so smudgy. Wow. Okay. So the the bamboo actually like absorbs too much of like whatever it comes into contact with. It's, like, yeah. Too sensitive. And so you can kind of see it everywhere. Interesting. Huh. And just that's a note. I mean, again, I know hardware is expensive and, you know, if you want to be eco. Well, I think especially, like, if you're Georgie, like, she's trying to only use, like, you know, get lo- local material. So she's getting local Hudson bamboo. And, like, <laughs> she obviously is using some pine for the door frame. Or no, sorry, she used clay. So actually, there's not even wood in this house. There's just clay. Well, bamboo is wood, I guess. But, like, clay, stone, and bamboo. And she's, like, measuring a bush, which is she's, so random. <laughs> she's not a logger. She has a topiary of a pig, like, in front of her house. No, obviously this bitch was, like, the most, like, has five Instagrams. One for her ceramics, one for building yep. the house, one yep. for her personal, and one for her yep. dog. Yep. Yep. 
so fucking accurate. <laughs> so then and- she like tricks the wolf into doing all this shit. And it's like, let's meet at this apple orchard. Then like, but then she gets the orchard like even earlier. And then she's like, oh, sorry, I got there at six. You can ask Mr. Rooster. Waking up early is an energy booster. And now she's being like insanely smug about the fact that she's like, I get up so early and I work so hard. And it's so like five like habits of millionaires. One, all millionaires wake up early. That's what I'm saying. She's so Jordan Peterson book. So then she's like, let's get our tomatoes and then to and make then, like, this big bisque. And the wolf and the- is like, oh, okay, we'll meet. Well, I'll, I'll come pick tomatoes with you. And then he goes and she's not there. She's like, oh, sorry, wolf, won't you get off my lawn? I pick. I got up and picked up my tomatoes at dawn. <laughs> I feel like the wolf actually now is this like forest lesbian who thinks they're dating Wait, the, yes. the, the yes. upstate, the upstate. <laughs> Pick and it's like okay, I'll go, I'll go tomato hunting with we'll, we'll you and Don. And it's like showing up at this field to meet up with this like kind of just like footy straight girl, and then just like she's like, sorry, I actually already got my tomatoes, already picked them. And the wolf is like, oh okay, maybe okay, tomorrow, maybe apples tomorrow. And she's like, yeah, text me. <laughs> and like isn't mentioning her boyfriend because like she knows what she's doing. She knows she's like leading on this lesbian wolf. Absolutely leading on the lesbian. Lesbian wolf. And then this is what was a little sick and twisted of Natalie because the original story of this is that the wolf gets boiled and dies that way. And the recipe drawn out for this tomato soup is like two pounds of tomatoes, butter, and one wolf. Oh, okay. I'm seeing this now. Yeah. So the recipe literally says you need a wolf to make this soup. And then the wolf... So they do do the whole boiling thing and the wolf, she's like, come in and it comes to the chimney and then, then it drops in the boiling water. But then there's a drawing of the wolf just kind of being burned and jumping out because I feel like Natalie was like, it's a little too dark to like Kill have the all wolf. these pigs eat this wolf stew. And then wolf gazpacho, if you will. Wolf spacho. I would love some wolf spacho. So the wolf bounces. And then the moral of the story is waking up early and working much harder makes a pig stronger and safer and smarter. It's like, okay, Ben Franklin. And then the siblings, which again is also so Mike Lindell, that like all these like nasty pigs have moved in with their sister with their one like, successful sister who did build a house and they're having this non-wolf pie and like <laughs> yeah. the skunk and the chimp are freeloaders and they're also living but you know she has the space she has the space she certainly does that's why she bought it and when she bought that house she was like yeah i want all my friends up and then as a little bit once they are up she's like mm. i mean this is the classic you say you want all these bedrooms and then people come over and you're like wait sorry um I actually have to go to bed early. And then they're like, I just want some me time. (laughs) What did, I feel like we overheard an old person talk about their second home and they were just being so like, the cheats couldn't even have time to dry. (laughs) (laughs) We did hear this this weekend. A boomer was saying this about her. Her South Carolina home. Spirit. Spirit. What we're calling the final fable. The th- what we're calling the third fable, the third and final fable in this amazing book. Um, time flies when you're reading fables. It's City Mouse and, and Country, Country Mouse. Mouse. A lot to unpack here. So I will say this for me was not a part of my childhood. I never remember reading this fable or hearing about it. I don't know if you did. I think I heard the term Country Mouse and City Mouse a lot, but I never heard the fable of it. Like, you hear people all the time be like, oh, he's a country mouse. I say that about friend of the pod, Sam, all the time. Well, I'm just I, like, that's so funny. I was a country mouse. literally about to say, because not to put him on blast, but when he'd come over in high school and take the old commuter rail, then, you know, I would meet him at the train station because he was a country mouse. And he didn't know the cool red line, the ways of the red line. Oh, I see. You needed to, like, help him through the city because he was, like, scared of all the pushers. (laughs) Yeah, the pushers and the shakers and the players and the businessmen. So, yeah, Sam is a country mouse. And I would say we are city mice. So this is maybe the most (laughs) judgmental out of the fables. It's really crazy because it's like, what, Natalie Portman? You live in L.A.? It's like she's, okay, so. I'm sure she's someone who has multiple city Ness. You got a lot of nests. So, like, she, I don't know if how this compares to the original, but this book is basically, this fable's like, 
the country mouse like goes to visit his city mouse cousin at the city mouse's invitation and is like sees like the city mouse's fabulous glamorous life full of chandeliers and <laughs> wine and the city mouse is like look at my diamonds look at my gowns and then in, and like lives in a skyscraper and then like invites you know their cousin out to go out with all their friends and they go to the club and they and hear like, like amazing music there's the peacock and the snake and the rhino and this very diverse size diverse, diverse friend diverse group <laughs> Racially size, gender. <laughs> and then this sort of tragedy happens. But suddenly, Cat strutted into the room and fear filled the air with a sense of great doom. Cat said, You're eating my odds and my ends. Now I will eat you and then all of your friends. I'm out, said the peacock. I'm not into danger. Rhino said, Friends? No, we're, we're practically strangers. The ermine girl said, don't eat us, cat, please. We're just here for goodie bags and the great cheese. So basically everyone is like a fair Bouncing. friend. <laughs> Fucking fair weather friends. You know, it's like, oh yeah, they're club friends. Okay, yeah, it's all fun at the club when there's no... Around. And also, I was I was taken out of this fable of the city mouse and the country mm. mouse and the fair weather friends because it's anti-cat. Yeah. And it's this big orange cat swiping and eating mice. And it's like, you're leading me to believe that an ermine, a peacock, a snake, a rhino, and a mouse are all hanging out. The snake's not eating the mouse. The rhino's not eating the peacock. And yet, the cat's gonna come through, and the cat is the only enemy to all of these animals. So a rhino would eat a house cat in a second. It would eat any but, of these But, oh, animals. no, the big, bad tabby. <laughs> Maybe rhinos are, like, herbivores. <laughs> oh, okay. But whatever, like, <laughs> whatever. they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Natalie. Like, and I'm sure I feel like Natalie is just so dog, and it's like I'm actually allergic to cats. <laughs> okay, they are herbivores, so they probably wouldn't okay. eat a peacock. But like, still, they have that horn. But sometimes snakes even eat cats. Yeah, I mean, snakes will eat anything. Snakes are actually evil. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's this book is anti-cat, and then so then the country mouse, other city mouse, like you know, is abandoned by all her quote-unquote real friends goes to the country mouse's house and like oh everyone is so morally oh, so upstanding nice. well, in the not country. even yet yeah, i mean the country mouse is like come escape with me so really say it's this heroic of saving the city mouse and they like get on the greyhound or whatever and we're back to hudson with the fucking uh, miss piggy and her topiary <laughs> and her stone clay bamboo floors and her and boyfriend everyone. and then the like fucking like sad wolf lesbian who's in love with like footch pig and they're and like everyone's like sharing meals and having potluck and hanging out in their stars and doing so many like axe-throwing activities and like doing marathons and kayaks and everyone loves each other and it's like so you're just saying like people are friendlier upstate i actually but here's don't but think he, that's and here's what i'm gonna say and like and yes we can all have like a wonderful time being off our phones away from the just like you know the like the the power hierarchies of new york city and you know and the social climbing of it all and we go and upstate club and it, friends is a real thing but here's what i want to say it's like so they're all hanging out they're laughing sitting on tree stumps what are they laughing about thank what you. are they talking about are they talking about the latest magazine article they read the latest podcast they heard the latest tv show they watched the latest searing piece of cultural criticism or like new political idea that's like sifting in to the like into the political imagination of like and guess where those ideas and that art and that culture and that media come the from fair the fair weather friends the, yeah, the city it comes from the city also how nasty potluck is this doe brought some beans sheep brought his grapes pumpkins and melons were brought by the apes and it's this like pumpkin grape stir fry that this they're like potluck, having upstate. This nasty queer potluck. <laughs> no, thank you. No, I know. And it's kind of like, well, actually, City Mouse, maybe you're the fair weather friend bringing all your friends to this. And again, I'm pro cat, but like cat, this house with this crazy cat. Yeah, exactly. And you knew the cat was going to be there. And I feel like they just wanted to show off to their cousin that they had so many cool friends that so they're like, come over in this way where some people are like, come over to my apartment because they have to, you know, you want to prove. I mean, as all hosting is, you know, you want to prove you have an amazing home. Yeah. I mean, now I'm wondering. So I asked someone who did have a dinner party last week, my famous Tina Brown. Inspired she still haven't din- even heard about <laughs> dinner party, <laughs> which I will be talking about in the VIP lounge. This Hell yes. Week. Um, 
I feel like if some tragedy had struck, I'm like, would everybody have like totally bounced? I kind of feel like, no, that they would have banded together and we would have taken up arms and we would have fought the invaders or what have you. Well, like what kind of tragedy do you think it's like if there was a grease fire, would like people like help by putting out the fire, just leave or like an actual intruder? I guess if there were an intruder, I think this is a really interesting (laughs) question. (laughs) Yeah. What would happen? Because I feel like you were being City Mouse. You wanted this Tina Brown dinner party of like intellectuals and like different people who weren't all best friends with each other. Right. So in that way, I feel like I definitely feel like City Mouse was having like Rhino Snake. Like I don't feel like Rhino Snake, <laughs> hippopotamus or whatever, hung out every single night. I feel like it was like, oh, my cousin's coming over. Like I really want to show my cousin a good time. So I'm going to invite like my coolest friends over. But I also don't understand, like, why didn't they all leave? Why was it them leaving a sign of their being bad friends? Like, why weren't they just like, let's all actually go. bounce and yeah. go to No, it doesn't make bar. sense because, again, because it's like, well, City Mouse also left. So just because, yeah. like, Snake left, but City Mouse also left. So And, like, I think really that my dinner party friends in that context would have been like, you know what? Like, let's go to a bar. Like, Yes, I totally think that would happen. Like, if- Or maybe there would have been, like, two groups and, like, there would have been some people who were like, wow, this night was really crazy. We need to go home and kind of decompress. Thank you. And then some people would have been like, you know what? Let's go to a bar together and, like, Yeah, decompress. I feel like four people have gone to, like, Godashir and been like, let's, we all need a drink. Okay. Yeah. It's all just like, and then someone would, like, call an Uber and be like, I. Yeah. That was a lot, and I have work tomorrow. And I'll reveal who I think the Uber girls would have been on the VIP lounge. Yeah, Edge of your C-Club kids? Because I am. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, Club Kids. Here's a sneak preview of this week's VIP lounge, where we discuss passport hacks, dining at Balfazar alone, and my infamous Tina Brown dinner party. To hear the whole episode, go to patreon.com slash cbcthepod. <laughs> Just, I actually, I don't think I've had Future Gym, but I just want to also shout out to myself for three hours in the car of us talking about this dinner party two days before <laughs> and that emotional labor. Oh, helping me plan it, but not being invited. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. So, no, you did a lot of work, and yet the work. There's, there's still more to discuss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, hmm, like how much processing, you know. <laughs> Can one do about it? And you know, subscribe and on Patreon.com slash CBC the pod to get more content like that every single week for only five dollars a month. The, the three, three little, little segments. segments. What does she eat? What, what does she, she wear? wear? How, How does, does she, she live? live? So I think that she is a vegetarian and maybe vegan. She's definitely a vegetarian. And she's kosher? Because she's so Jewish. Yeah. But don't but you all- think, like, then she is, like, having a... I think she is ro- vegetarian mostly, but, like, roast chicken sometimes. Yeah, because she does seem pretty else in Roman, like, Mediterranean diet. Um, yeah. Although she's pretty high and mighty. She's obviously on an extremely high horse. I feel like she wouldn't, like, break the rules. Because she believes that getting up early is, like, really important. Right. Okay. Not to cheat, but... You're totally right, and even more right because she's vegan. Oh my god! Okay, she's so she's ultimate vegan. rules. So she's yeah. So she's like hummus and satan and tofu and. So right, I feel like it's like she's avocado toast. She's hummus. She's it's thin girl. It's hummus. It's zucchini. It's like it's butternut squash. I do butternut think... squash is like an indulgence. I think, and I do think eating is a bit of a chore for her. I don't yeah, think like she that does she, not want. She's to. thrilled by it. And it's kind of like, uh, and I think she's, when you said Audrey Hepburn in the beginning, I remember reading this thing about Audrey Hepburn cooking elaborate meals and then mm. not eating them. So it kind mm. of like, you get the smell and it like looks like you're being involved with food, but you're not. Like, right. I could see her whipping up such a feast for her kids and then just kind of like picking. Picking at a feast. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie picking Natalie at a feast. Natalie picking at a feast, Portman. Portman. <laughs> um, what does she wear? I mean, now I feel like she's so, like, expensive jeans that are a little bit tapered and really, like, light white tank top. So, like, made well. Yeah. Made well style. But, like, expensive, more expensive made well. It's just funny that she, like, as I was, like, saying that she was the most influential, like, character (laughs) in style history. And now her style is, like, the most boring celebrity style. And, like, the most, like, she wears a lot of dusk. 
that like lavender, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that color. It'll be like Us Weekly doing like celebrities in dusk, and it's yeah. like her kind of like looking over the shoulder, being like, mm, "I'm in dusk. I'm in a dusky tea." Or like, yeah, like you know, when she is red carpet, it's also very like classic gown. She does like, I mean, she, again, she's a little wife. Like, she does like the little breakfast at Tiffany's silhouette, and she is kind of sometimes wearing like that little like corseted at the waist, um, with a little skirt vibe. Um, she looks, she looks good. Oh, she looks good. Yes, I'd hit it. But she's also, because funny because she spinner. married, she, she's a spinner, and she married her the choreographer dancer. from Black Swan. So I kind of like, and to me, that is a little bit like when you go into character and never come out. It's kind of like the methodness of it. Well, I think that also solidified her really. I mean, she won the Oscar, so it's like holding on to winning your Oscar. It's winning your Oscar, and so you have marry, to stay married. Marry the Oscar. Yeah, she literally married the Oscar. And so she's going to stay in kind of like dancer clothes forever. And I feel like they're just kind and of like. And he's so two dancer in black t shirts. Small, semi pretty strict parents. And she's very like yeah. beyond the Kristen Bell, like you never see my kids. And the, she dedicates this to her kids, but it's just like a drawing of her kids in the back. No, she's not like posting a photo with like their, with like an emoji over their face. She's just. Not, yeah, not even Kristen Bell. I feel like she's just like they're hidden in cars and private schools and but i think that's the thing what we've actually learned in this paparazzi society when you see celebrity kids it's because celebrities want you to see their kids so true because they want you to like think about them as a parent and that's like good for their brand and right their next next fucking movie easier than we think to hide the kids okay who are you in well you know how does she live oh my god so I think I, game, I was Louis. so excited to get back to the animal kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which lesbian pig am I? Um, <laughs> this I, is why I need to watch Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> How does she live? I, okay, here's my question. Is she, like, actually so, like, Upper West Side? And, like, there's so much, like, dark, like, antique clocks and, like, old maid carts and, like, crystals so... and paintings and, like... Jewel tone sofas and like oriental Persian rugs. rugs, oriental rugs. I feel like it's a mix of Nancy Meyer and Upper West Side oriental rug. So there are like cream couches, Persian I feel like, rugs. Yeah, a little bit like cream couches, Persian rugs. I don't know why I'm having. But is like, she like so like really like boring gallery wall of black and white photos in like white frames, or is like I think is it's it more one like, big photo. One big photo. <laughs> In this, like, kind of, like, gla- like gay, like, cheesy way? No, like, she bought it, like, advised. Not, like, so gay. I think it's a little more, like, I'm a girl who loves photography. There's no way that isn't, like, so Michael Kors to me to have this big, like, Herbert's <laughs> photo <laughs> just, like, in your And it's foyer. so glam, and it's, like, Ava Gardner I don't by think the it's, pool. <laughs> I don't think it's one big photo of Ava Gardner by the pool. <laughs> I'm not saying, no, I was thinking it's a little more dancer. Oh, you know what? I feel like she is framed alvanelli vintage alvanelli poster wow okay that's pretty chic i kind of don't think that okay here's what i'm thinking now i actually think it's more mediterranean wait There's okay terracotta it's crazy you tile. Say, i was i was having visions i was having a premonition of mediterranean and I, <laughs> you, I had it came to me in a dream it came, it came to me no, no no i can totally see you walk in it's this terracotta tile and like there's actually not a lot of art on the walls and maybe it's like iron, wrought iron above the island. Yeah, with wow. pans. And it's a man in the iron mask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> huh. And then it's lower, lower end of bed. Absolutely lower yeah. end of bed. Because they're two small people. They're small. They're not climbing up on a ladder. And I feel like her kids have like simple Scandinavian rooms. I do think that her kids, I think that there is a like that expensive teepee in one of them. Yes. That you're always cleaning. And I think in the other, and like it is very that, that insanely, like maybe it is a little bit more that our collector's house we went to that one time in like Brooklyn Slope and like who had like the kids room had like the insane cargo oh. net hanging from the ceiling. And it's like, yeah, it's a lot of And, and remember like- the daughter was the most curated feminist 12 year old where with it was like- just all these like, I'm with her and Eleanor Roosevelt like fake nailed to the wall. Like, but it was like in the most curated way of like as if that were scraps, but like done by a designer. It was very like crazy teen Vogue room and the boys yes. room was like, 
fun, but it still was climbing gym because I feel like she is to like get the kids outside like off screens. So there probably is like ladders and hoops, but it still is like <laughs> there's Danish. a lot. There's a lot of Danish hoops in her kids' <laughs> yeah. room, and that's on period sis. The- Mediterranean <laughs> Danish ladders. Mediterranean ladder Upper West Side Danish ladders, low bed. No Done photo. Called it. <laughs> okay, who are you in the book? Which lesbian pig are you? Um, I think I'm Chinese food. Yeah, because I, I mean building a house out of plastic <laughs> straws. Because I, I love the main. <laughs> <laughs> and you would order noodles every night if you could. if I could. Do you think I'm this little penguin duo at the party? At the first, the the at rager? the gazebo rager. Just because they're both they're kind of like a gay couple, and they're both wearing like little like button downs. I also like, but also like I am city mouse. I guess I feel like you're just city mouse. You literally are like you guys. My like friend from France is coming over. We need to have this like curated party. No, and part of the reason I got so like emotional in that earlier segment is because I realized that like I am city mouse, and my like friends are fair weather friends, and they are yeah. Friends. And, my dinner and you party, were like, the um, shit, the shit hits the fan. <laughs> and also, it's like, what's even more that you being city mouse is, um you would have that same reaction after like having a scare at your city. If you went upstate, you would just be like, I'm actually changed. I quit Twitter. Like you don't know, you don't get it. How amazing it is to turn off your phone and like be in Vermont. It's actually amazing. Literally. So me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, huh. Natalie, you know, <laughs> you've definitely given us a lot to chew on with your fables. Absolutely. Um, I encourage you, Natalie, if you are to write another children's book, to push a little harder. Yeah. And look inward. I know you have more creative juices and a lot to say, probably. But I don't know. I, I you know, uh, I, and I do like. I actually, don't think she has a lot to say. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I take yeah. that back. <laughs> I don't know. I give this book like two and a half tomato bisques out of five because I'm a little bit like. I don't actually love the lessons. And if I was like trying to impart like so many morals to my kids, I might be a little bit more like, let's just read a more fantastical novel rather than about a novel about like pigs eating Chinese food. I'm giving this one wolf out of five wolves. I just think it's really uncreative that she, you know, it's like how okay, when... but we do, there should be a new restaurant called five wolves and there, <laughs> yes. and there will be. Yes. Five wolves. And like, Off I the gram stop. I wanted it to like either be like more modernized mm. and also I don't know it's like when Alison Roman put out her wing recipe and was like the thing is you can't fuck up a buffalo wing recipe so I'm not going to and just like gave the most classic and you were, and you were kind of wing like, recipe why why it's like I could get this from the back of the Frank's Red Hot label yeah thanks anyway I love you Roman <laughs> yeah anyway Natalie do more do more do better best <laughs> Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects, which is currently a shooting documentary about eco-friendly farming projects in the developing world. Uh, The show is produced by Benjamin Fresh, who actually um, turned me on to the idea of veganism uh, with editorial support from Leon Nafak, who does a lot of work with the UN High Council on Refugees, Andrew Parsons, who does work with the UN uh, Lower Council on Refugees, and then Arlene Arevalo, um, who started as a refugee, and now um, she's actually the goodwill ambassador um, to Dumbo. And then, of course, Madeline Kaplan, um, who is being tried for crimes at The Hague. Our production manager is Priscilla Berlin. Um, She is an assistant at The Hague. Um, And then our intern is Noah John. Uh, He also does some work at The Hague, um, mostly in the uh, sort of giving food to criminals, but like really good food. Um, original theme song by Steve Phillips Horst. Um, he's an expert in microfinancing in the global south. Artwork by Teddy Blank at Chips uh, NY. Uh, he is not an expert in microfinance, but he's a huge advocate of environmental causes, um, such as uh, music and movies. He's such a big fan of um, environmental movies. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Um, Leave us a review uh, if you can. 
um, but no pressure. But it would actually really, it would help those less fortunate than you if you left a review. And then don't forget to tell your friends about us. Um, I think people often forget that word of mouth is so important now more than ever. So uh, just go to patreon.com. Um, if you want to access the VIP lounge, because that, you know, that is a way to connect on a deeper level with some of the work that we're doing um, across some of these very troubled regions. So thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's been an honor and a privilege. Um, and and I just want to say, like, unequivocally that I do support the Biden administration's efforts um, to reduce inflation and and make our world safer for my children. Thank you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.